This week on What the Bleep, we learn about the Broadus family and the creepy letters they got from the Watcher, and we also have Crystal's fun fact. Stay tuned. Well, are you ready? Sitting here with my bottle of wine. Dang. That's what the- and yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Okay, so today I thought we would talk about this um, family, Maria and Derek Broadus, and they mm-hmm. um moving to a house in New Jersey, and back in 2014 actually. So it's the story's not that old, um, and after like shortly after they closed on the house, they started getting these weird letters. Um, the first letter came. And it was even before they even moved in. And it said, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. You have children. <laughs> I've seen them so far. I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family, or was it greed to bring bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Signed, The Watcher. What? Yeah, that's the first letter. <laughs> oh my god, I would just like be like, okay, <laughs> like I, w- wow, like that's creepy, <laughs> beyond creepy, and it gets worse. Um, but the Broadduses reached out to the previous um, owners, John and Andrew Woods, and the Woods had said that they received a letter. Um, well, actually, they lived in the house for twenty three years, and they never received anything until like two weeks before they decided to move out. And um, they said they had never felt like they were being watched and they felt safe in fact that they never even locked their doors um, or they rarely locked their doors. So it, to them, like they said, they claimed to not have any issues until right before they moved out. So even though the Broadus family thought the letter was strange, they threw it out without mm-hmm. much concern, which is a little, little, I think that was a mistake. I would have kept it. Mm-hmm. But they did go to the police um, with the Woods' couple, and the police told them, um, bo- uh, told all of them, not to tell anybody about the letters, not even the neighbors, because they were all deemed suspects. So, wow. they didn't tell anybody. And then two weeks later, another letter arrived, and the family still had not moved in yet. So, um, actually, on the first, um, yeah, the first letter. The envelope only said the new owner on the outside. And then oh this letter, it actually contained the family's name, even though it was misspelled, um, the children's birth order, children's nicknames, and mentioned how 
they seen one of the daughters painting on an easel on the back porch. Then they, then the letter asked, is she the artist in the family? So oh. part of that letter um, was uh, pretty creepy too. And it said, um, have they found what's in the walls yet? And they will. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Have you found all the secrets it holds? Will the young bloods play in the basement, which I'll elaborate on that part here in a minute. Um, it also says, who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who was in which bedroom so I can plan better. All the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the bleh, for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. You have changed it and made it so fancy. It cries for your past and what used to be in it. Sorry, in the time when I roamed the halls. When I ran from room to room imagining. I can't even talk. When I ran <laughs> to room imagining their life with the rich occupants there. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It, it is coming after me. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. Let the young blood play again like I once did and stop changing it and let it alone. So, but the part about the basement, which I found in a different article, said, um, will the young blood, uh, sorry, young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will oh they my God. I know. Oh. Will they sleep in the attic or will you all sleep on the second floor? After this letter, the couple stopped bringing the children to the house and put off moving in. So several weeks after that is when they received the third letter. And it read, where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. And that was it for that third letter. And it said, by the end of the year, the investigation on who it, um, on who it was had stalled. So they, they had several suspects, but they didn't really have any evidence and mm -hmm. link them to it. And um, nothing besides the letters. And they're all typed. So nothing handwritten or anything. They did, however, find um, female DNA on the envelope, but they couldn't match it to anybody that they... Um, originally thought were suspects like one of the neighbors and something like that um but the stress of it did put a huge toll on the couple um Derek was um clinically depressed and Maria's therapist said that she had suffered from PTSD and both of them had paranoia so they quit letting the kids go to the house they suffered you know this trauma which I think anybody would like yeah. would terrified me for sure I'd have been uh, like I'm selling this house right now <laughs> um, but six months after the letters they decided to sell the house but due to the rumors about the letters buyers were hesitant then the Broadduses sued the Woodses for failing to disclose the threatening letter that they had received prior to them you know closing on the house they never said anything about it until after they started receiving letters and then um, once it, it never stopped, then that's when they decided to sue them. I don't really know how that played out. I don't think that they won. 
Um, and then I know that they tried to sell the home to a developer to turn it into two homes, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of weird. But I guess whatever I watched, which was um, BuzzFeed, I watched their video on it too. And they thought maybe it's because, you know, like when something bad happens somewhere and they kind of rebrand it by like mm-hmm. remodeling or doing something, but rebrand it in other ways too. Um, they thought maybe that's what they were doing to easily sell the homes. Um, uh, but they're reg- um, but per the regulation standards, the two homes would have been about two feet too small for that neighborhood. So it was denied by the- two feet. Yes, by two feet, which is cool. oh I know. So a couple, oh, the couple of course appeals the decision, and it gets rejected unanimously. But then Maria says, this is my town. I grew up here. I came back. I chose to raise my kids here. You know what we've been through. You had the ability two and a half years into a nightmare to make it a little better. And you have decided that this house is more important than we are. End quote. So I agree. Like they totally just were like, whatever, you know, this house or this neighborhood is far more important than what this family's going through, which says a lot about the neighborhood itself. First of all, they have this weirdo watcher anyway, but yeah. second, you know, the whole neighborhood's like, nah, fuck them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, we don't want no freaking weird ass like shit coming to our house. So you guys just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, uh, two years after all of this started, the broadest family was actually able to rent the home out, even though they, weren't really they didn't think that they would be able to because like a reporter caught wind of the um the lawsuit that they had filed against the woodses and wrote an article about it which of course caused this like circus frenzy you know and so a circus anyways and like um so like the neighborhood was really just I mean, it's still, I Googled it and there's still tons of articles and videos about that house. Um, So it's still, I guess, a hot topic because even in 2018, they were still talking about it. And by the way, 2018, that same neighborhood approved a a house on the corner um, to divide it into two homes. And the people that were asking to do that wanted bigger, like they had to overcome bigger (laughs) um whatever than the two feet problem like it was really? gonna be, yeah it was going to be even um smaller than what the broadest family wanted but they approved that Isn't well that that's because i guarantee you it's because of all that crap somebody knows something and they're not saying it yeah <clears throat> sorry excuse me okay. i had to shut my window because my dogs were howling they heard me and they were like hey let me in <laughs> oh, i'm sorry if you heard that <laughs> Actually, I didn't hear any of it, but I was talking to you, so I don't know. <laughs> um, so they were able to rent out the home, but they did put a clause in the contract that, say, that said, um, you know, if you start getting these threatening letters or anything like that, we'll let you out of the contract, you know. Because uh, this is a $1.3 million home, by the way. It's a very big, gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they actually did receive the new tenants did receive a letter it was like about two weeks into when they moved in and it said to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife maria 
657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the Boulevard followed by followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hell the watcher. <laughs> and oh. then it goes on to <laughs> It goes on to say, maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you fell sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet, loved ones suddenly die, planes and cars and bicycles crash, bones break. You are despised by the house and the watcher won. Even though the letter came... That was the end of the letter. Even though the letter came, the renters decided that they were going to stay. And um, they ended up putting more cameras, security cameras around the house. And I guess, I mean, as far as I know, nothing has happened. Um, and this was like, again, two years after it all started. So I guess the total of, well, it said three letters, but there had to be, that might have been part of the other letter. I don't know. Um it just said that, that that they got this one whenever the tenants moved in. So, there were several suspects, but no one was ever charged. One suspect was the neighbor, excuse me, Michael Langford. Langford, that's how you say it. And um, he lived right next door. And the house belonged to his 90-year-old mother. And his siblings, who were well into their 60s, also lived with her. So, it's like, like I said, this neighborhood is, like, fancy. And it's huge. So... Maybe kind of weird that they live with their mom, but I mean, the house is probably pretty flippin' sweet, so they probably just lived with her, you know? Like, oh, you got plenty of room, we're just gonna stay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like three kitchens, I mean, who knows? So, <laughs> so the family had lived in the house, that family had lived in their house um, since the 60s, and based on where the house set, it would have been perfect for Michael to see that little girl painting on her easel on the back porch like that one letter mentioned um but there was so many people that vouched for him and that said he was a good person and that they just couldn't see that um there was a couple of times that the neighbors did say well he was a little odd because he would we would catch him kind of looking in the windows and just kind of making us uncomfortable <laughs> with his odd behavior but um i guess he never did anything criminal <laughs> But um, they all said, no, he, surely he didn't do this. Plus, he was questioned by the police. And um, and it, it really would have been stupid if he had wrote another letter after he was questioned by, you know what I mean? Like, already yeah. a suspect. And then continued to write. Because that's really, I mean, that's really how you get caught, I think. Um, people just don't and, give a crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then some people also thought that this was um, some huge elaborate hoax by the Broadduses. And mm -hmm. um, they thought, you know, maybe that they were just in over their head or in too much debt and they try to get out of it somehow. And um, but it really doesn't make sense because they both suffered so much from the letters and they are terrified. And the stuff they said, I mean if you're a parent and you're saying stuff like young blood and where do they sleep and I can plan, but you know what I mean? Like you're just kind of visualizing stuff, visualizing stuff happening to your kids, even though you're like, this is an elaborate hoax. Ha ha ha. While you're, typing, 
it's still kind of fucked up, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. you don't mean yeah. it, but you're making this scenario where something happens to your kids to get out of this house. Like, that just seems so super fucked up to me. Uh, I I would think so, but you don't know. I mean, you know how much crap people have done to get out of debt or get money or something. Yeah. You know, I almost wouldn't put it past somebody to do something like that, you know? Oh, yeah. And they did say that a, a big part of the suspicion was due to the fact that the Broadus family was able to move from a $315,000 house to a $770,000 house and then into that $1.3 million home. And it was all from refinance mortgages. But they're, they found that was kind of odd. But, I mean, you don't know. He could have been... Um, they could have just been really smart about it and he could have, they both could have gotten promotions or raises or whatever, like to get, you know what I mean? To be able to afford $770,000, that mortgage is going to be outrageous to begin with. 1.3 is not far from that. You know what I mean? That's not a huge jump. (laughs) I mean, it's big, but you know. It's just, uh, at that point, it's like, why would you even free? I mean, if you have that kind of money, you know, why are you even bothering with a freaking mortgage i mean if you're if you're that rich just buy it you know, or yeah. something i don't know I, I couldn't imagine paying a bill that much you know of course i'm poor so <laughs> well not but. only that i mean they could just be focusing on their credit but again if you have that kind of money i guess you don't really need to worry about credit because you could probably just buy shit <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, they also said, you know, it could have been a good way for them to get some sort of publicity in the media and possibly a movie deal or something like that because of how crazy the letters were. And it would have been a good motivator to write the letters. Mm-hmm. But Derek did write some letters um, to the neighbors, too. But he did it, he claims to have done it because he was so upset with the... Um, with the neighbors turning down the uh, the plan, you know, to separate it into two homes. And so he was so upset about that that he did send some letters to some of the neighbors. Wasn't threatening them, but they were kind of nasty, you know, just kind of like, listen, <laughs> that was pretty fucked up. But um, he claims that's the only letters that he sent. Um, and he said he sent them anonymously, but he just owned up to it once you know somebody was like we know that you sent these and he's like yeah okay I did it you know so if he did those and owned up to those you would I know the watcher is kind of way worse but he was really quick to own up to to those and he had a good explanation for it but you know I mean it's hard to it's hard to fake and um it's hard to fake PTSD and, I mean, you can read up on the symptoms and stuff like that, but therapists are trained to watch for if somebody's just trying to get medicine or if they're just trying to get sympathy or whatever. I mean, sometimes they can be fooled, but it's very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them to be both clinically diagnosed with two major things, depression and PTSD and paranoia, good Lord, you know, like, that's that's pretty significant. And yeah. I think that's telling enough to be like, you know, they probably didn't do this themselves. Um, and yeah, you're going to be on the media. I mean, in the media, I would be. I would be yeah. like bringing as much attention to it as possible because then you're never really alone if there's like people driving by it, looking at it, 
I mean, then it'd be harder for the watcher to make a move, I would think. So I would probably bring as much attention to it as possible after the cops couldn't find anything. You know what I mean? Like, okay. And I don't blame them for not moving in because, I mean, if you do have young children, you don't know if it's just somebody screwed with them Mm -hmm. or if they're actually going to go in and, like, start jacking with your kids and, like, you know, take them down to the basement and try to kill them. Yeah, like the, like that one kind of insinuated, like you, they won't be able to hear you hear the kids scream, you know. Yeah. Way it's so scary. Um, the other thing too, though, is that they did wonder why the Broadus family continued to make renovations to the house, even though they'd never moved in. But I guess if you think about that, it's like okay, they're trying to sell it. They probably had all this extra money to put the renovations into it anyways. They didn't bring the kids back to the house. Um, and it doesn't mean that they necessarily did the renovations themselves either. They could have hired somebody. But if yeah. you're trying to resell the house, then they're going to try and do as much as they possibly can to make that happen. And if the house is 110 years old, it's probably going to need some updates. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably they- need some structural stuff. And, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't blame them for that, you know, especially if you're trying to, you know, if I was trying to sell my house, I'd want to fix some crap up. Exactly. And if they put more money into it, they can sell it for more. And it's just, you know, more than what they paid for it. And it, I don't know, to me, that makes sense. But what is your gut telling you? Do you think it's some weird conspiracy with the neighbors do you think it's one single person and everybody else is just like i don't want any part of it but you know let's put the focus on them so they stay away from us like what are, what are you feeling about it i think it's like something i think it's a group of people like and i think it's the people i would think that it would be the people that would have some influence on you know the decisions made in the community because you know just for the simple fact that those other people got uh, approved to do something that was, you know, harder to approve mm-hmm. than what they did, you know? So, and you know, like that person in the thing said, Oh, my people, they do what I ask them to, you know? So um, it makes me feel like this person is manipulating more multiple people to get what they want. Yeah. And it's like a cult. It almost sounds like a cult or something, you know, like, yeah. like there's some weird, like, I don't know. Uh, the the BuzzFeed made a joke, and they're like, "For the greater good," <laughs> you know. They're like, like all creepy. <laughs> it yeah, is- it's almost like that freaking get out, freaking like get out. You know, it's like why, you know, why are you watching this house? Who gives a crap who lives in it? You know, if you're not living in it, don't worry about it. Unless it is somebody that was there when they were little, and they just have some sort of ties with it. And I mean, because whoever it is was old because you know how Mm -hmm. their father and the grandfather and whatever watched the house and then he had been claimed to watching it for two decades and stuff like that so I don't know if like they just uh, they just approved of the Woods's family until they did something that they didn't like and then like okay now you need to move and they finally did or if it was just coincidence you know that they moved at the same time because if they had moved or hiding something because you know they couldn't have just lived there for 20 some odd years and not heard anything yeah that's kind of i mean i think that's (laughs) i mean and it could be other things too where they're like you know we didn't have any problems and the person who the watcher is didn't have any way to 
kind of harass them. I don't know. Like, it could have started later on when they were like, okay, now we kind of disapprove of the behavior. And the couple was so, I mean, they were pretty young. Um, so it could have been an age thing, too, because, you know, the uh, the Woods' family, they, they might have been older than them. And just, it could have been a status thing. You know what I mean? Like, even though they were able to afford it, it doesn't mean that they fit the right criteria that they would want to have in that home. Yeah, they may not have thought that they deserved that house. Right. And I mean, hell, the people could have been like in their 30s or 40s. I mean, two decades. Mm-hmm. You know? they The person watching could have been, you know, in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. You know, they don't necessarily have to be somebody really old, old, but whoever it is is a douchebag. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's like some massive douchery going on. (laughs) Even if it is the uh, the broadest family, like it's still so crazy Um, to even say some of the things that they said. You know, like well, all the cars that drive by, maybe I'm in one. You know, all the windows, maybe I'm in. It's just so creepy. (laughs) Like I would totally say something like that if I was just messing with somebody. Like if you know, you want them to be like on edge 24 7 mm-hmm. just say that shit yo ho you see a light go by uh it could be me you should see a car go by i might be staring at you you know <laughs> yeah. so i'd be like freaking staring at it in every window that i've seen going by on who are you yeah <laughs> but never look out another window just in case like <laughs> pretty sure she's crazy but just in case <laughs> i'm not gonna do it yeah. so freaky and especially because like uh i don't know it just kind of gives me chills but i i am more i want to believe that it's uh like a a group thing too because that is just far more interesting <laughs> and <laughs> it's like this weird you know uh like this weird neighborhood watch type thing and like, they just Ugh, I don't know. They just don't want certain people in there. Or, I mean, they seem to be okay with it when they first got there. Unless they were trying to be super creepy, which they were, you know, to kind of keep them from moving in. But it's accomplished. It's accomplished. But, you know, you got to understand there's a mortgage involved and it's not that easy to get out of it. So, what were they planning to do? You know, like, let's just freak them out. Hopefully, it's in time before they close or something but even if nobody moved in i don't like what's the plan they just stand there and watch it like did something it's where they if they didn't want them to move in then why are they jacking with them after they close and like tell them all this crap i'm like you know and if it was the freaking you know bunch of people you know especially the people involved in the community why did they block all this crap to get them out, you know, if they wanted them out, then why didn't they just, you know, help that along? Well, um, they want to keep the house too at the same time. So if they were to force them out and then lose the house, then they kind of lost their, then they kind of lost, you know what I mean? Like, because their whole focus is the house for some reason, they're obsessed with it. And if they were to divide it into two, it would no longer be the same place anymore. I mean, they're going to have to make, Two completely different homes probably wouldn't even look the same. True. I bet, I guess they were, like, hoping maybe they would file for bankruptcy and just, like, let it go back to, you know, bank or something. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just crazy because you would think that they would know that somebody would have to buy it, you know? And of course, if they make a big deal out of this, you know, people aren't going to buy that crap. No. It's like a haunted house, you know? Although I think it would be easier to sell a haunted house because some people like that shit. <laughs> and there's not an immediate threat to your life, you know? Yeah. Like, this person is real, not a ghost. Yeah, like this, this ghost could probably walk through me and make me shit my pants, but they're not going to stab me in my sleep, you know? <laughs> exactly. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kids aren't going to be strung up and, ma- and turned into some creepy lampshade. Exactly. Which I guess, uh, I don't know if Buffalo Bill's house is for sale but i did find an article where they're like look this is buffalo bill's house and i was like oh god the creep factor just keeps rising (laughs) oh my gosh like i like that kind of stuff though i like read about haunted houses all the time well not all the time but i've had several that i like read about there's one actually pretty close to where we are oh really yeah it's called the mcbride house Spooky. That's in uh, Fort Smith, I think. Oh, wow. We'll have to go check it out, and then we could podcast about it. We could even... Yeah, I actually went there, like, and they're, they're, like, doing renovations on it, but it actually has, like, a sign, and there's, like, a book called The McBride House about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That'll be cool for another time. Yeah. So, did you have your fun fact? I do. Um, let me get it out though first because I will totally screw it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's actually kind of funny. It has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with your your subject matter here. But my fun fact was that you know how uh, epic rap battles of history was like real big there mm-hmm. for a while on YouTube. <laughs> well, I found out that Vikings usually used to actually have rap battles called flighting, what? which is, yeah, it included like, it was basically a po- poetic battle, like that about, like, it, it was subjects anywhere from telling their opponent that they're a coward all the way to, of course, sexual deficiency. So, <laughs> basically, people haven't changed a bit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> But it says that the Norse gods were also said to have had these rap battles in ancient tales. Really? Yeah, and like, there's a bunch of other cultures that's had these rap battles throughout history, but the Norse was the oldest, and it dated back from the 15th century AD. Damn, that's awesome. So there was actual rap battles, Vikings, (laughs) were like... I knew they were awesome. But it's just a tiny dagger. Yeah. <laughs> it was a winch or whatever they would say. <laughs> but yeah. That was my fun fact. Yay. Well this was a fun podcast and very uh creepy and then also ended on a very cool note, I think. Yeah, I really like that. I mean I I still wonder who the heck is sending these. Like, I wish they would find out. Like, somebody, like, on their deathbed, they're like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> it was me. Oh, Only they have to sound just like the, just like, uh, on Liar Liar when he gets out of the elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
but yeah, I enjoyed that tale. I have to, I, I have to like look that up more and, and kind of research it myself. Yeah. Um, but again, some of this info I got from the BuzzFeed um, YouTube channel that they have, the Unsolved channel, and then some of it I found on articles. But um, the Buzz, if you have time, look up, and anybody listening, look up the BuzzFeed Unsolved Mystery about it because it is so, I mean, I I really enjoy watching them to talk. Um, they're pretty funny, but they did talk about the whole, I mean, they talked about the letters, and they're very informative. But um, then I looked up whatever I could, and I found actual uh, article that had the entire uh, lawsuit um, packet like the paperwork and everything and you could view it too that's cool so like maybe we can find out if they won or not yeah you should be able to find out on there Um, I just didn't dig deep enough to look and see and it could still be going on too because I think that was what in 2016 maybe sooner when they did it but i know as of now it's still i think it's still up for sale in 2017 it was still for sale i don't think anybody's bought it um i could well, they had i probably wouldn't buy it either because you know for one it's a lot of money and two nobody needs some creeper on their back exactly <laughs> well it was fun as always and i'm gonna get to editing okay hopefully post this maybe tonight be sweet all right sounds like a good thing hopefully they don't hear my dog screaming in the background (laughs) (laughs) i hope not all right i'll talk to you on messenger all right (laughs) Bye. bye